the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. We are now 18 days away from saving our great nation, ladies and gentlemen. And we are so delighted that you have chosen to hang out with us noon to 3 Eastern. We are your election headquarters and bringing you stories from all over America as we watch some of these crucial races that are are really mandatory. Uh, We've got to win these races uh, if we're going to be able to retake the House and the Senate. And a lot of of local races uh, that are just as important, and we're covering it all here on the Todd Stearns radio program. And we're only able to do that because of our great listeners. And I just, every day, we are so grateful uh, for your support, for the patronage that you give to this station, for being somewhat polite to Grace Baker. Uh, when she, when you call, uh, we, uh, she really appreciates that. So look, uh, we got a lot going on, but I'm going to start today with this crazy story out of New York City. So the New York City has been uh, in a state of emergency for the past, I don't know, week or so. Eric Adams, the mayor, who's turned out to be a bigger loser than Comrade de Blasio, is freaking out because a lot of the border governors, and we're talking about Greg Abbott, we're talking about Doug Ducey, talking about uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, have been sending busloads of illegals to the Big Apple. And, of course, now all of these liberal cities, these so-called sanctuary cities, are completely freaking out. So New York City, they've been they've been trying to stuff the, the the illegals into the homeless shelters, but the homeless shelters are overrun with people who are actually homeless. And so they've decided to use all of this tax money. And we're talking uh, it's getting it's probably going to exceed a million dollars to erect this massive high-tech um, high-profile tent city that could accommodate upwards of a thousand people i mean it's just, it's, it's like a massive tent city on a beautiful area called randall's island and the illegals are the illegals are are getting i mean they're rolling out the red carpet for the illegals they're getting incredible food gourmet meals they're getting xboxes they're getting uh, big screen tvs and people are starting to freak out about this. They're like, wait, wait, wait a second. What, what's going on here? Fox News describing the conditions inside the illegal alien tent city cut one. 
If you're a single adult man, you're going to come here to this facility starting tomorrow. When migrants first walk in after intake, they will see a recreational room set up with rows of couches, TVs, Xboxes, and board games. There will also be a phone bank so migrants can connect with family in order to find more permanent housing. We can do that in 24 hours, maybe even less. Many times, it's going to take longer than that. It could take days. Next, there is a cafeteria that will provide migrants with three meals a day, and snacks, coffee, and tea will be available 24-7. Those meals are all culturally appropriate. It is uh, South American fare. The menu rotates on a regular basis. There you go. So they're getting uh, they're getting culturally appropriate food. That's that's how it was described in the in the New York Post. Culturally appropriate food. They're getting three hot meals a day. They're getting health care, food. They're getting a cot to sleep in, a very nice bed. They're also getting access to Xbox, ping pong tables, foosball. Yes, I said it, foosball, ladies and gentlemen, foosball. And they've got the big screen. They have a little like miniature living room set up with actual couches and uh, lazy boy recliners. So they're able to sit there and play the video games and watch Netflix. And it's that's and that's not all. The illegals are also getting around the clock bus transportation and they're getting around the clock 24 seven security compliments of the American taxpayer. Ladies and gentlemen, the illegal alien invaders who now reside in the beautiful tent city in New York City are officially living better than many law-abiding, hard-working American taxpayers. Now, New York City says, well, you know, we we got to take care of the illegals. This is is what we got to do. If I were living in New York City right now, I would be enraged, enraged. And very simply put, people in New York are living in fear right now. Our managing editor, Caleb Park, was just back in New York to visit, visit uh, the old stomping grounds, and said it's people are just afraid to go into the subway now. It, it was not like that before the pandemic. It was the, the subway, one of the safest in, in, in the world. But people are literally afraid. To go down into the subways, they're afraid that they're going to be attacked, and these random attacks are just off the charts. Just unbelievable what's happening there. The poor city's been turned into some sort of a third-world dystopian hellhole where you've got these mindless, um, wackadoodle, zombie-like people wandering around, just willy-nilly attacking people, leaving their dirty needles all over the place. There have been videos, and we haven't even posted these. We post a lot of stuff on ToddSterns.com, but I just can't bring myself to post some of the videos of the people, literally some of them not even wearing pants, squatting in the middle of the street. We're talking major streets in New York City and doing their business. Nobody wants to see that. But this is the reality of what happens when you allow Democrats to control your city. And we have seen this over and over and over and over and over again. And the people there just don't get it. They're morons. What can I tell you? They're just morons. Then they elect these district attorneys that do not want to prosecute crime. You go around and you've got a lot of, you have a lot of minorities attacking people in New York City. And they're not being arrested. They're given a slap on the wrist. And then they're walking out the door with the baseball bat still in their hand. 
So don't be surprised here, New York City. And we're going to be talking with our good buddy Joe Borelli, who's on the New York City Council, in just a few moments. Um, don't be surprised if more of these tent cities pop up around your neighborhood. And I remember this a long time ago, in um, back when there was a border surge in the Obama, the final years of the Obama administration, and you had all these children. If you re- remember back to this time when they, they were literally dumping thousands of children on the border. Now, you know, we're Americans. We're not going to leave these children to go hungry. We're going to take care of the children. And the illegals, they know this. You know, they're not stupid, the illegals. They're criminals, but they're not stupid. And so all of a sudden, they had to turn these military bases into these basically giant daycare centers, childcare centers, orphanages. And the children were getting free food, the best clothes. They were walking around with uh, high-dollar shoes. And, of course, we're, we're not going to – and the point of this is we're never going to deny care or food to a child. That's not who we are. We're, look, we're Americans. We're better than everybody else. We're not going to. We're not going to do that kind of stuff. It really does make you think, though, about the Mexican government that would allow children to be to suffer like that. But anyway, I digress. So anyway, they're getting all this stuff and their education, healthcare, the best of the best. I was down there covering the story, and someone took me. They said, "We." I, they said, "I just. We just want to show this to you. All right." So they showed. They weren't allowing any press, but we had. I had inside sources. I had nurses that were working inside the facility. They were. They were just churning out all of this intel because they would. Obama would not allow any American journalist into the the facilities. So anyway, the, one of the um, one of the other sources I had said, "Come on, get in." And we got into his pickup truck. And we're driving down, and they won't let you onto the military base property. But just just right outside of that facility, there was a lot of poverty. There were some trailer parks, old homes that had just about ready to fall down. The paint had been stripped off the, the wood. Porches were rotted out. And there were children literally playing in the dirt, just kids playing in the dirt. Uh, you know, they had like their underwear on. I mean, it was just, you know, it was a really sad situation. It was hot, no air conditioning. And it was just misery. Uh, that's, I mean, it was just misery. And I'm, we're driving down these streets, and I asked the guy, why are you showing me all of this? What, what do you want me to see here? And the guy said, all these people, these are Americans. Those kids that are playing in the dirt, those are American kids. Those kids are going to bed hungry. Those kids don't have access to health care. And then he turned and he looked in the direction of that military camp, and he said, and we just need the people of America to know that while American children go to bed hungry in San Antonio, that there are illegal alien children that are being fed three hot meals a day. They're wearing the newest clothes. They're getting access to health care. And the guy says, can somebody explain this? Can somebody explain why this is okay? Can someone explain to us why American kids have to go without and yet we're taking care of another country's kids? Can, can somebody explain that? I didn't have an answer for the guy. I wish I did. But I did tell his story, and I did share with the rest of the nation, hey, here's what's going on down there. And you know what? It's about to go on in New York City as well. 
because at this very moment, there are people who are legitimately, they've lost their jobs, they don't have any other place to go. Those people are going to bed hungry while the illegal aliens from Venezuela are going to bed with full bellies as they binge watch Netflix on their taxpayer-funded TVs. Is that fair, ladies and gentlemen? Look, I I know and, and I support the buses and sending the illegals to all these cities. But the point is, sooner or later, we're going to have to ship all of these people back to where they came from. And we got to figure that out lickety-split. All right, got to take a break here. Great show coming for you, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Do you support the busing of the illegals to these cities, or do we just need to stop playing political games and send them back to where they came from? This is the Todd Stern Show. Illegal drug trafficking has turned our southern border into a war zone. It's a war that no one wants to talk about. That's why I urge you to see Border Battle, the new six-part limited documentary series from Turning Point USA. It exposes the sheer evil and inhumanity of drug cartels and the illegal drug trade. Fentanyl has killed tens of thousands of Americans. It's so dangerous, just three grains of fentanyl can kill you. Border Battle reveals how illegal immigration, human trafficking, and America's drug crisis has only been made worse by decades of government neglect. Today's drug cartels are militarized, with sophisticated weapons, tanks, and drones that drop explosives on their drug competitors right on our southern border. We've never seen this before in the history of our country. Hear directly from Drug and Border Patrol agents about the horrific conditions along the border and what life is really like on the front lines. Watch Border Battle now. Download the full six-part documentary series at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. I'd like to think that the Republican governors made their point by sending all the illegals. And if nothing else, we needed to show America that these Democrats are hypocrites. They don't care about these illegals. As a matter of fact, I think there's a pretty good argument to be made that that there's there's racism involved in what what the Democrats are trying to do here. But at this point, I mean, do we do we just disperse all of these people to those big cities? Uh, what happens when they escape? What happens when they get out? What do you think we ought to do here, folks? 844-747-8868. Let's go to Dan, Hendersonville, North Carolina, WHKP. All right, Dan, what do you do here? On the back. So you say back. that's it. Just get them out of here. So get them out of here. We, we're spending our tax dollars to support these people and our citizens that need help because of Joe Biden. Uh, Yeah, it it makes no sense at all. I find it amazing that this country would do this sort of thing just for politics. Dan, just think about this. I mean, at this very moment, somebody in New York City is going without a meal because they don't have any money. Uh, I mean, and that's a lot of people because of Biden's economy. And and it's on, that's only going to get worse. But those people are going to bed hungry. And meanwhile, you have illegal aliens who are enjoying incredible food, luxury service, courtesy of the American taxpayer. I think it's I think it's ridiculous. I I, I think it's it's ungodly. 
just send them back. I mean, I don't know where these people come up with the money to uh, support these uh, cartels that are sending them here. Uh, I suppose they had their in debt to them, their, uh, and and uh, they're going to have to uh, satisfy that debt. The cartels. It's not like this uh, this stupid idea of uh, uh, paying back student loans. You know, it just uh, everything is so screwed up in these cities and the country, in my opinion. Uh, we need to straighten this out, and I'm hoping we do. We make a start. It's not going to end the day after Election Day. No, no, no. It's, it's gonna not. It's going to take but us years. To it it is going to take years, Dan. It's going to take a long time. But Election Day is the starting point, and we've got, we've got to get that right first, and then we can start turning this around. But the first thing, and the only thing on our agenda, it's not. It's not. Oh, I hope they no. It's we got to get the Republicans elected. We've got to get a majority in the House and the Senate so we can send a message that we're just not going to tolerate this anymore. Dan, God bless you, and thank you for the call. On that note, uh, word came out yesterday. Fox News got the got the scoop that the State Department is now funding drag queens south of the border um the the report coming in we're spending twenty thousand dollars of our of our tax money to fund a drag queen theater in ecuador so understand what's happening here ladies and gentlemen understand what's going on the biden administration is sending your tax dollars and they're placing your tax dollars into the thongs of ecuadorian drag queens now, my question is, why are we doing this? We shouldn't be funding drag queens, whether they're north of the border, south of the border, or inside the border. If men want to put on pantyhose and grab a feather boa and shake their groove thing, then that's perfectly okay. It's America. You can do that, but don't use my tax money. Don't use my tax money to promote this kind of debauchery. I mean, geez, aloo. But it just seems to me, and, and Grace Baker, I, I don't know, I'm just thinking out loud. It just seems to me that of all the people that would be upset about the fact that we are using our money to fund Ecuadorian drag queens, it would be American drag queens. Now, follow the logic here. Okay. I mean, they've been hit just as hard with inflation as, as the rest of us, right? Sure. And I got to tell you, it takes a lot of money to buy the gallons of makeup and glitter they need the feather boas too. to get themselves gussied up. That's true. And if I'm if I'm a an American drag queen, I'm saying, well, wait a second. Why, why aren't you paying for my feather boa? This is a good point. Why aren't you paying for my stiletto heels? Or their jewels that they put on their face, or their fake lashes, or I, their wigs. I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't yeah, think no. that we should be putting American dollar bills into the thongs of ecuadorian oh, drag queens you had to go there or any other drag queens you for had to go there i mean it's debauchery and it's perversion by the way congressman ronnie jackson said <laughs> this is great uh he's the congressman from texas regular guest on this program he put out a tweet and he said the biden administration these people are sick and he said we got to vote the degenerates out of office there you go i love it look i'm with you congressman this is disgusting we're spending money out the wazoo in this country on everybody except the American people. 
Stop wasting our tax money. If you got $20,000 to spend on Ecuadorian drag queens, then by golly, you got $20,000 too much money on your hands. Give it back to the American people. Uh, got to take a break here. Whoops. 844-747-8868. That would be a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Oh, the illegals get free international calls, too. Jeez, hello. There's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the Biden administration's economic policies. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Another day in America, that means we've sent another $113 million to Ukraine. Tomorrow, we're going to send another $113 million. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, every day, we send $113 million. How much shelter would that buy for our homeless vets? All right, well, that's a great question that Rocco from Georgia raises is that we're taking care of everybody else's borders. We're taking care of everybody else's people, but we're not taking care of our own people. We're not taking care of our own borders. Uh, by the way, Rocco used our shout-out function on the Todd Starnes Show app, and you can download that back. You can download that app by going to ToddStearns.com and clicking on our live show blog. Also, before we go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, a reminder, we are in the middle of a Radiothon raising money for our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, you can do that by going right now to ToddStearns.com. Click on the banner. It's at the top of the page. Everything you donate, 100% tax deductible, and it will be matched thanks to a generous Alliance Defending Freedom donor. Again, ToddStearns.com and help us out uh, in that very worthwhile and noble effort. All right, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Very honored to have a great guest. Uh, he is a, um, he's been a regular on the uh, Todd Stearns radio program, Joe Burrell. He is the minority leader of the New York City Council and represents a, a great chunk of Staten Island. Joe, good to have you with us today. Great to be here, Todd. Thanks for having me. Joe, I want to get your reaction to what's happening with the this illegal alien tent city that's going up. I mean, you guys are rolling out the red carpet for the illegals. Yeah, I mean, to, to parlay on what you basically just said, I mean, other people who are more needy, perhaps, or more of our responsibility are looking on the, the situation given to these folks who come here um, against the law with a little bit of envy. And I'm talking about our actual generic homeless population here in New York, uh, as well as people who live in public housing. 
you and I may disagree with the idea of public housing, how much we should have it, but as a city manager of this city, they're actually our tenants. And in many cases, they live in worse condition uh, than the tent cities that we're giving these, these uh, people from Venezuela and wherever, uh, and some of the hotels that we're leasing for them. So there's some anger there from our own residents as well. Yeah, I'm, I have to imagine there would be. I've, I lived there for 15 years, and I, I f- folks in New York are not short of opinion, I'll tell you that much. But we're looking at, what, big screen TVs, Xbox systems. And what got me was apparently American food's not good enough for the illegals. They have to have their own South American cuisine prepared for them. I say, what's wrong with a good old-fashioned Oscar Mayer bologna sandwich or some peanut butter and jelly? Absolutely. Let them eat hamburgers. You know, as long as something is uh, is meeting a nutritional content that's worthy of human beings, I think that should be fine for people um, who are here uh, and we have to pay the full cost. But we're seeing, uh, unfortunately, even the situation in some of the hotels that the city ha- have leased, where they're not in a centrally located area, they're not readily available uh, access to homeless services and soup kitchens and things like that. And we actually have had uh, many instances in my area of, of these folks going door to door and actually begging for food and begging for clothes. Now, now I don't want to say they're committing crimes. I don't want to lie. Um, but they are begging for clothes because they have nothing but that which is on their back, and they're begging for food. So I wish, you know, I wish we would take a hard look at what we're doing before we get involved, whether we could even accommodate uh, with, 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 with services these folks that we're now taking responsibility for. And again, Joe, New York City, according to the Democrats, they wanted New York City to be a sanctuary for illegals. So you you can't necessarily blame the southern border state governors from sending the illegals to a sanctuary city. But the reality, I, I'm wondering if they, if the if the Democrats really thought this would never happen, that, the, that they wouldn't have the courage to follow through and send all the illegals to New York City. Look, look, Governors Abbott, uh, DeSantis, Ducey, et cetera, uh, mission accomplished. You know, this, this has put the issue uh, on the forefront of every primetime news broadcast, even the ones that don't like it, like CNN uh, and MSNBC. Every newspaper, the New York Times, can't avoid it. So it's certainly mission accomplished uh, from that standpoint. Yeah, but but you're, you're right. I mean, you know, we asked for this, essentially. I didn't, but certainly the Democrats who control this city have asked for it. They wanted to take care of a few tricklers who come every year uh, and be able to tout their progressive bona fides on what they do as a sanctuary city. Uh, Unfortunately, they didn't see the downstream consequences, which we're now living in, where we are spending $1 billion a year. Now, Eric Adams is 100% right on this number. It's going to end up being about a billion dollars if this lasts an entire year that now the taxpayers of New York City are on the hook for. Joe Borelli is with the New York City, is on the New York City Council, represents a large section of Staten Island. Uh, Joe, how is the crime situation? Is it getting any better in New York City? You know, look, the, the, the crime situation is being addressed in a strange way. I mean, the police are making more arrests than ever before, but it is 100% this bail reform law, in addition to another called Raise the Age, and another law that says less is more, uh, that is causing the problem. The police can't arrest their way out of this situation if every criminal is let out the next day. Now, we're seeing, uh, we actually saw a reduction in murders, which I suppose is good, um, but we're seeing an overwhelming spike in other crimes, uh, especially assaults, especially in robberies, especially in burglaries, uh, especially in crimes where 
Yes, you could be charged with a felony, but you're not going to face any jail time initially through the bail laws, and you're not going to face any real consequences, too, once you're actually uh, going to go before a judge and have your case heard. So the situation now is that there are no consequences for people anywhere, uh, and that's why when they go to the Walgreens right across from City Hall, uh, you know, some of the drinks are locked up, the deodorant's locked up, uh, and all that stuff uh, that you hear about on the news is really happening, uh, you know, 10 feet away from City Hall. Of course, the big governor's race, uh, Kathy Hochul, the incumbent Democrat, and Lee Zeldin, uh, some polling already has Zeldin uh, ahead of Hochul. What are you hearing? What's the vibe there in New York, and do you think Republicans are going to see gains in the Empire State? Coming out of the woodwork, Democrat friends of mine uh, are coming out of the woodwork to say that they would not, uh, under any circumstances, be voting for Kathy Hochul. Uh, they're going to vote for Lee Zeldin. I think I think the body politic has finally moved so far to the center, past where the Democratic establishment even wants to be, that it is almost an undeniable force. And you mentioned some polling. The thing that's consistent in all the polling, not just for governor, but for the competitive House races as well in the suburbs, all the polling indicates a pretty significant October shift uh, towards the right, towards the red team, towards the Republicans in every single race. That's not an outlier. That's a trend, uh, and I would rather be in the position where people are trending towards the Republican candidates, even though, uh, you know, probably on average we're down still, but we're trending in the right direction. All right, Joe, we're going to leave it there. Uh, good luck to you guys there in, in New York City, and, and I think I think the average Americans understand and must understand the frustration that, that a lot of your constituents uh, have with what's happening there. It's a, it's a great area, great city. Unfortunately, the Democrats are turning it into a hellhole. Absolutely right, Todd. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, that's Joe Borelli, everybody, minority leader of the New York City Council. And we check in with him every now and again to see what's happening there in the Big Apple. Uh, let's go to central Arkansas. Gary on the line. Uh, Gary, what say you, sir? Man, so when, when can we say we've had enough? I mean, if we want to blow our money, let us blow our money. We don't need them to blow it. It, well, it's a it's it's a fair question, Gary. I can tell you this: if I had twenty thousand dollars, I wouldn't be blowing it on Ecuadorian drag queens. I'm fairly certain yeah, of that. No, man, that's the last thing. I mean, them, uh, I don't even want to get on that one. But anyway, no, I just, you uh, don't. Nobody wants to get on that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just so, so so fed up with the government. You know, we like they tax everything we do. And then they blow it. They do, Gary. I got, things, I got a lot of things I could, I'd like to do, but I can't. I got to pay them taxes. Yes, you do. And if you don't, Gary, they come after you. What can you say? All right, Gary, got to run. Know. Appreciate the call, and good luck to you there in uh, in Arkansas. By the way, Joe Biden just landed. He's uh, campaigning for, for John Fetterman in Pennsylvania today. Grace, I want us to keep track of this and keep tabs. I'm curious to know who's going to be the more cognizant today. Is it going to be the stroke patient or the dementia guy? We Maybe we could have a running wager, Chick-fil-A sandwich on the line. I'm not sure I'd take that bet. Yeah, uh, I hear you. All right, thank you, Grace. All right, 844-747-8868. Another interesting story here I want to share with you. Uh, Kevin McCarthy making some headlines in all the wrong way. McCarthy is the House Minority Leader. 
he did an interview with Punchbowl News, and he's basically downplaying the prospect of impeaching President Biden. So if the Republicans regain control of the House, McCarthy says we're probably not going to impeach Joe Biden. The reporter went on to ask if there if McCarthy had seen anything, anything at all that Biden had done that would be worthy of impeachment. And McCarthy said no. At this point, he does not see that the Biden administration has done anything that would rise to a level of impeachment. Do you agree with that, ladies and gentlemen? Do you agree with Kevin McCarthy's assertion that the Republicans will not be impeaching Joe Biden, that the Republicans do not see that Biden has done anything worth impeaching? Let's go to Terry in North Carolina, WSIC, our great affiliate there. Terry wants to weigh in on this story. All right, Terry, what's, what say you? Uh, well, uh, Todd, that's what I'd call, tell you earlier was I had been home for lunch uh, from the farm, and I had that Charlie Kirk show on, and I heard on there that that's what Kevin McCarthy had said. And so I was calling to see if you'd heard that about that. But uh, the thing is, Kevin McCarthy does not represent the Republican Party. He's just a spineless little worm that's been there way too long. And uh, the people of North Carolina, that's all I can speak for. But our congressman, and unfortunately, my congressman supports Kevin McCarthy. But we do not need Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. That's, he's then showed how weak he is too many times. For, and, uh, and as far as as far as what he was saying, you have to take my word on this and look it up yourself, because I ain't at home where I can get to uh, my copy of the Constitution. But I'm quite positive Article Four in the Constitution, and I think it's uh, Paragraph Four, but I'm not positive. Says that the United States government will support the states against invasion into the states. Now I'm paraphrasing, obviously, because I'm in the truck, but. Uh, if that's the case, both him and Harris are uh, in violation of their oath of office because they've done nothing to support the southern states against an invasion into each one of those states. And theoretically, I think if we had a Speaker of the House that's worth anything, they would impeach both uh, Harris and Biden at the same time for the same crimes. Yeah, Terry, I, I I completely agree with your your take on this. Um, that Biden, at the very least, has violated his oath of office. He has not protected our nation uh, from enemies, foreign or domestic. Um, the vice president, especially her job assignment from the president of the United States, was to get that border in shape. And and to this to this day, she has yet to go to the border. Joe Biden has yet to go to the border, and they have turned a blind eye. That in and of itself should be enough to warrant an impeachment hearing in the House of Representatives. So for Kevin McCarthy to come out and to say something, and this is what gets me. Let's just say, let's say you're Kevin McCarthy, and we're just going to play, pretend like we're Kevin McCarthy. And Kevin McCarthy knows in his heart of hearts he's never going to impeach Biden. Why would you? as the leader of the Republicans, come out and say something like that in just days before the election and demoralize Republican voters. Why would you do that? It makes absolutely no sense to me. So from a strategic standpoint, this is a very foolish thing for Kevin McCarthy to come out and actually admit to a reporter. 
Well, Todd, Kevin McCarthy's weak, and he's proved himself to be well, weak many, many times. The uh, the Democrat Party is not going to. They don't, Kevin McCarthy, uh, my understanding, said that you know he was going to try to uh, uh, make peace between the parties and the politics. The Democrat Party don't care anything about making peace at all. All Kevin McCarthy's doing is showing his weakness. Uh, and as far as the Democrats go, as, as, as far as election time goes, I do work with the uh, here in the, uh, my area. I work with the uh, GOP and the Republican Party in registering voters. And I have myself personally uh, turned in uh, numerous registrations of Democrats switching from Democrat to Republican. Is that right? Well, that's so that's good news, Terry. I got Terry. We got to we got to wrap it there. I'm late for a break here. We appreciate your call, uh, Terry. By the way, on the glimmer of good news, says that he's registering a lot of Democrats back to the Republican Party. Uh, very simple question here as we go to break. Do you think that Kevin McCarthy should be? the next Speaker of the House, or should Republicans get somebody who's going to fight? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. Thanks to you great Americans, MyPillow is an amazing company. And Mike Lindell has an amazing offer for my listeners on his standard MyPillows. You get a standard MyPillow, normally $69.98, only $19.98. You're also going to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products like MyPillow towels, mattress toppers, my slippers, so much more. All you have to do is go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to get Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98. Or you can call 800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS. MyPillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS, or call 1-800-839-8506. Welcome back to the Todd Sarns Radio Show. Hey, by the way, have you made the switch to Patriot Mobile yet? America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. These guys are awesome. And, man, are they engaged in the political process. They're defending and and, uh, supporting conservative candidates for school boards all over America. And they've been incredibly successful, most recently in Florida. Uh, But beyond that, they have a great wireless service, and and I just love it. Uh, PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. You'll see my face there, and you'll see all sorts of great discounts And if you're a veteran or a first responder, they're going to give you an even bigger discount. But get this, everybody, everybody who goes to PatriotMobile.com slash Todd, you're going to get free premier activation and a free gift. But you got to use my promo code Todd. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. All right, let's get to the phones real quick. Michael in North Carolina, the talk station. What say you, Michael? Well, first of all, Todd, I got to say thank you very much for uh, the copy of uh, Our Daily Biscuit. Uh, read it; it's, a, it's an awesome book. You need to keep writing, bud. Thank you. I'll try to. I'll take that into consideration. <laughs> there you go. And then I've got a thought too that uh, I think maybe we as uh, citizens here ought to start considering is that 
if they're going to give all of these benefits to illegals and those that are here that are not citizens, why don't we renounce our own citizenship? Wouldn't we then be eligible for all of this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's a fair point. You'd have to come across the border illegally, Michael. But I, I think that that's a great point. <laughs> you know, if you're uh, not a citizen, then you know. <laughs> look, it's it's Just so it's so ludicrous. But Michael, you 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 raise a great point here, and the issue is that the Biden administration they're putting. The, they're putting the needs of the illegals first. They're putting the needs of the Ukrainians first and leaving the American people to suffer. And and that's just not right. That is not right. Michael, God bless you. Thanks for the call. Thanks for reading our Daily Biscuit, too. And by the way, you can get yourself a copy at your favorite bookstore. You can also get a signed copy over at uh, the website, ToddSterns.com. Hey, stick around, folks. If you're on hold, don't go anywhere. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American That's what it sounded like at an AOC town hall campaign event uh, there in Queens, New York. Uh, those people were chanting, AOC has got to go. AOC has got to go. And uh, somebody there banging their bongos. Uh, welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Hour two of the big show underway. We are now 18 days away from the midterm elections, and Democrats across the nation are under fire and AOC's uh, town hall continued to be erupted or interrupted over and over and over again and finally AOC uh, blew a gasket cut three all right all right listen all right listen listen okay listen okay 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 that's AOC. Can we play that again? That's That has to be a fake accent. All right, all right, listen, all right, listen, listen, okay, listen. All right, Sandy Cortez is what she went by in high school, but I don't know, maybe she's embracing her inner, maybe that is her 
her version of a black preacher's voice. Maybe that's what that is. Hey, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Honored to have with us from Newsmax TV, our good friend, Lindsay Keith. Lindsay, hope you're doing good today. Hey, Todd. Doing well. How are you? Uh, you know, uh, doing good now that I don't have to listen to uh, AOC anymore. What a... <laughs> wow. That was an interesting accent there, for sure. I don't think I've heard that from her before. Where did that come from? I don't know. Wait, what? Wait, what? what? I guess when you're upset, anything can happen, right? Remember Hillary Clinton, whenever she speaks to the black churches, I'm tired, no way, all way, and... Uh, they always they love to they love to you know come up with the um, you know I guess culturally appropriate is the correct term. <laughs> Maybe make them feel more at home. I don't know. I know, I never enjoyed that. It's like the old preachers who have that you know deep preacher voice, and you're like, are you talking to me? Who are you talking? To? It's a great point. Talk to me. Lindsay, a lot going on around the country. Of course, midterm elections and uh, the polls are just, they're brutal right now for for the Democrats. What are you guys seeing from your perch there at Newsmax? Yeah, we're seeing the same thing. You know, we've really, I think about a month ago, Democrats were kind of getting excited. They thought that, you know, things were waning, that we wouldn't see such a red wave. But now, you know, what this administration has promised that the economy would be better, they're able to get gas prices down, they haven't been able to do it. And, you know, there was a poll out just at the beginning of the week that showed that 65% of likely voters blame the economy on Democrats and Biden, which I think for me, obviously we know the economy is going to be big, but showing that they finally are realizing it's the policies that are in place, not just COVID, not, you know, Putin's war, that it is the democratic policies that are having this effect on the economy and spend, spend, spend. Um, and so this, you know, likely we will see a red wave. Definitely there will be, you know, in the House, we're going to have Republicans in control uh, and, and likely the Senate now, too. And I think anyone that comes out on the left and says, you know, Nancy Pelosi still thinks that she's going to be Speaker of the House and that there won't be a red wave. You know, I think she's just trying to have her great coaching voice there and and living in a pipe dream because at this point, you know, we are seeing a lot of early voting come out um, in record numbers. I will say, and Sean and I will talk about this tonight, a lot of times early voting um, is not Republican, but my hope is that it's a lot of, um, you know, moderates, a lot of independents who are fed up and ready to get out and vote. People are definitely energized um, for this election. So we're seeing good things coming for Republicans um, in these next, just 19 days here. Yeah, it's uh, it's right around the corner, and uh, we are seeing that same excitement uh, coming from our listeners around the nation, uh, and especially in Oregon, where they could very well have the first Republican governor in in somewhat what in some 40 years they've had. So uh, we could see some historic races on election day, uh, as you mentioned. Um, as people focus on the economy, I want to play a, a quick soundbite here. Uh, this is NBC News. Uh, and they're talking about the Republicans and the economy. Cut number six. And we've talked so much all year about the economy and inflation being important issues. How about this? This is a New York Times poll, brand new here, asking voters, what's the top issue on your mind this election? I haven't seen it this dramatic in a poll. Add the economy and inflation together. That is 44 percent. We're getting close to half of all respondents in this poll saying that's their top issue. Nothing else even cracks 10 percent right now. And we've talked about the Republicans when it comes to the economy and inflation having a pretty clear advantage in the poll. So to your point, Lindsay, this really is 
about the economy, and I think everybody, even the folks over at uh, CNN and MSDNC, understand that. Oh, absolutely. You know, the fascinating thing is you see Biden, you know, just yesterday officially releasing 15 million more barrels of oil from our Strategic Petroleum Reserve, um, trying to get gas to go down in these next just few days until the midterms because he understands this is the only thing he thinks he can control. He's been saying that inflation is transitory practically since he came into the White House. We've seen that has not been true. Um, and so he, he thinks, and this administration thinks, that they can get gas down, it will help them a little bit, maybe bolster a little bit. Obviously, also asking OPEC Plus not to cut back on production until after the midterm. So we know this is all political. This, this oil drive is political because when we did see gas prices go down just a few months ago and there was some ease, um, it brought inflation down just about, you know, a, a, just per, a few percentage points. And so they think if they can do that again, they won't change inflation by then. But if they can change gas prices, I think it will help them. And that's why you see this panic, I would say, almost from the Biden administration. Um, but I mean, there nothing is going to change at this point, because we said early voting is people are coming out. People are already making up their mind what they're going to do on November 8th. All right. Lindsay Keith on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Lindsay, uh, what's coming up on the big show today? Yeah, we have um, Senator Chuck Grassley is going to be with us. So he has um, some bombshell evidence from FBI whistleblowers out about um, the FBI holding information on Hunter Biden. And so he's going to talk to us about that, suggesting criminality. Um, That's been the big question. Obviously, we know Hunter Biden's not a good guy, but has he done something that is incriminating, incriminating to potentially his father, Joe Biden? Um, and so we're going to be um, talking to him about that and see what he knows. And if Republicans do get back control of Congress, what they'll be doing to expose some of this as well. Um, so excited to talk to him. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good show. All right. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on Newsmax TV, Spicer & Company, Lindsay Keith. Lindsay, always good to have you on the show. Thanks a lot now. Great to be with you, Todd. All right. There you go, folks. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, as you know, I've been raising the flag all this month for our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. We've been doing that over on our website, toddsterns.com. And again, to be honest with you, um, we are we're running behind where we were last year. So we need your help. And even if it's just a few dollars, we can use every single dollar you can spare. ADF is America's largest Christian legal defense organization. And the folks who have already, these are the folks who have already won 14 cases before the Supreme Court. So the money is going to a very worthwhile and powerful cause. ADF has represented our good buddy Jack Phillips, the owner of Masterpiece Cake Shop, The state of Colorado tried to force this man to make a same-sex wedding cake in violation of his religious beliefs. But ADF also is urgently active with its Academic Freedom Project on college campuses, and it also operates a center for life, focusing on the new realities now that Roe v. Wade's been overturned and sent back to the 50 states. Denise Harley is ADF's director of the Center for Life, and she's excited to help promote alternatives to abortion. Oh, we have these fantastic resources. We have nonprofits, thousands of them around the nation. And so I'm really excited that we'll have the opportunity, hopefully, to divert funds away from places like Planned Parenthood that are profiting off of the destruction of human life and into more resources for these moms. 
Now, Alliance Defending Freedom never charges a dime to the clients, and that's because their legal costs are defrayed by your generous tax-deductible donations. So call um, our number, 855-417-6556. That's 855-417-6556. Or you can go to toddsterns.com, click on the Alliance Defending Freedom banner. Your first gift will be matched 100% thanks to a generous friend of ADF. We'll be right back. All right, Grace Baker, I know you're going to love this story. Uh, From the world of professional hockey, the NHL is um, just wrapping up a diversity and inclusion survey. So they did a big investigation. And I don't know know how much money they spent, but it was too much money. Because the whole point of this was to find out if the NHL is too white. Well, of course it's too white. It's all white. It's like 84%. This is true. And mainly the reason why – so this is a big problem. So the, the NHL is very concerned because there are far too many white people that are working for the NHL and attending NHL matches. Oh, my goodness. So they're trying to figure out how do we get more fans of color – and that's their terminology, not mine. And they also are trying to figure out how do they hire more non-white people. I love how these are the problems they're focused on. 84%, they say, of the staff at the NHL headquarters is uh, Lily White. It is a lot of white Of people. the Caucasian persuasion. So anyway, this is a big deal. I mean, they're really freaking out over all of this stuff. And uh, they don't know what to do. And they, they really do. They feel like they you know to truly be a great NHL team, they've got to have more people of color on the teams. Now, Grace, it seems to me, and I'm not a big hockey fan. Me neither. I will say the Nashville Predators do a heck of a great job. They do. It's a They're great really fan experience. But I'm just not a big fan. Seems to me that if you're an NHL owner, you would want the best players on the ice, and you would want somebody who can take a punch. You want to bring home that what's it called the Stanley Cup? I don't know. Yeah, but you gotta. But you know, there's a lot of there's more fighting than anything else. There in hockey. is. It's so like you, WWE. So you want somebody that's going to be able to you know get their nose broken, but still be able to get out there <laughs> and do their job. True. Got to be tough. All for the sake of diversity. Now this is this is where I'm a little confused because professional athletics, you know, it really is all about diversity for these people, right? We've got to have the the teams need to reflect America. This is true. That's what they say. The teams have to reflect America. The primary goal here, and that's why they went after like swimming. Oh, you know, oh we, yeah. Oh, we got to have more. We got we got way too many white people in the pool, and golf. Oh no, way too many black caddies. They should be playing. There should be white caddies and black golfers. More black golfers. I, that, that's what they're saying. So anyway, I I asked you to do me a favor. I asked you to run some numbers. Yes. In the break, because I look, if this is where we're going, then I'm I Todd Starnes, the affable host of the Todd Starnes radio program, and more than willing to jump on this bandwagon because I too believe there are just far too many honkies on the ice. (laughs) 
So I say let's make it diverse. Uh, whatever percentage, let's just break it down. So whatever percentage your race is in America, that's how many of you get to do a sport or be in the movies. Oh, or, if we're going to go down that path, because ability doesn't matter anymore. That's what they're telling us here. Just appearance. It's all, it's all in the appearance. You're right. It's not about anything else. It's all about it's your skin color. So um grace baker here's what i want you to do real quick just google this i want you to i want to get the racial demographics of america the united states of america and i want to know those numbers right away look i can i can hear i can hear your fingers clicking away Uh, let's see because ladies and gentlemen as grace is looking up this information ladies and gentlemen as we all know there are a lot of hypocrites in this country and especially among the race agitator crowd because they're very selective, and the righteous indignation among the race agitators is very selective when it comes to diversity and inclusion and equality, right? So if you're, they're going after professional golf, and when you look at professional golf, yeah, okay, it's mostly white. Uh, when you look at the NHL, uh, yeah, it's mostly white, but can we look at the um, National Basketball Association for a moment? Is that a diverse group of people right there? Is that a diverse sport? What about the National Football League? So, Grace, have you found the numbers? Yeah, I've got some numbers All here. All right, t- t- throw out the numbers. So, I will, yeah, how many white people live in America? <laughs> so we're talking percentages here. you got about 63 64%. White people, sixty-four percent. All yes. right, and then what's what's next? Uh, Hispanic, you got about sixteen percent. Oh, sixteen percent Hispanic. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then AOC. you got twelve percent black. Okay, those are your three, okay. and then you've got American Indian and Pacific Islanders at one percent. Oh, okay, one percent. All right, so th- we're going to make this very simple. Yeah. Who do we start firing from the NBA? We got to get rid of most of oh. the NBA. Seventy-three percent of the NBA is black. That's according to the all the players, 73.2%. Who's point two? Is there like a short guy? Is that what the point two is? Tied. All right, 73.2% of the NBA black. So who do we fire? Who do we get rid of? We, Man, I don't know. And by the way, you know LeBron? what I... Is, what about John Morant? I mean... Do we start local? No, 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 here, no, because here's, no. I'm going to make. I'm, I'm a Grizzlies fan, a, just for context. Well, I'm about to make breaking news here. Oh no! On the Todd Stearns Radio Program, because if in fact this is the effort that we got to get more, we got to be more diverse. Then Todd Stearns <laughs> is going to try out for the Memphis Grizzlies. If oh, if no. in fact, if in fact this is all about diversity, I'm a white guy, and they don't have they don't have. Do they even have a white guy on the Memphis Grizzlies no, team? Uh, uh, I don't know. What? No, they Wait, don't. Well, they, well I don't think you kind of uh, they got a couple, but well, Todd, yeah, but they don't play. Oh, I think those are right. Well, they don't, I'm trying they don't to let think, the white guys I'm trying play. to think technically, but I was going to say, can I just identify as a man and um. So you wanted to play. And just play. You can try out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, yes, I'm I know. Tall. Look, I know white men can't jump. I get that. I, I get it. But that's not the point here. It's not about ability anymore, right? They it's don't care. It's just about appearance. It's, it's about, that's right. So they got to put some lily oh, white butts on those teams. The Memphis Grizzlies coach is white. Oh, that's a problem. Now, that's racist. <laughs> that is racist I'm right there. Saying. And I'm shocked that you even go to the games, Grace Baker, because I don't think white people are allowed to pay money <sighs> to sit and watch you know the black players 
I don't think you're allowed to do that. I'm just saying we are down a slippery slope here. Now, I ascribe to the position of the one Martin Luther King Jr., who once said we got to start judging people by the content of the character and not the color of their skin. Amen. But we don't do that anymore. You've got some race agitators out there, and they're like, we've got to have more. We've got to have more black people in hockey. And if you don't, that makes you racist. Well, okay, if you're going to go down that path, 58% of the NFL is black, 73.2% of the NBA black. And that is far out of line with the actual demographic percentages of America. If you want to go down that path, America. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. We'll be right back. folks welcome back to the todd stearns radio show and uh, some breaking news the cdc now making it official the center for disease control uh they are going to add the china virus vaccine to the child immunization schedule Uh, more than a dozen states follow the cdc vaccination guidelines and these are going to be required so if your kid wants to go to public school and in some of these states they're going to have to get the China virus vaccine. Virginia, Massachusetts, Tennessee, New Jersey, Vermont, Ohio. Now, for you people listening to us, wherever you might be, and of course, I broadcast our show from Memphis, Tennessee, you would be wise to contact your local school district and find out if they're going to mandate that children be vaccinated from the China virus. And if that's the case, you may need to consider homeschooling your children. So the question here is very simple, ladies and gentlemen. What would you do? What will you do if if your local school district says your kid cannot come to school unless they get the China virus vaccine? What are you going to do? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Carrie Lake, who is running for governor, probably running one of the best It's the most well-run campaigns in all of America. Carrie Lake addressed this issue last night in Arizona. Cut four. So from Tucker Carlson, he says the CDC is about to mandate the vaccine for children to attend school. Is that something you support? Absolutely not. We will never allow that in Arizona. This is an experimental shot. Our children are not guinea pigs. And we're not going to have incidents of myocarditis in our young, precious children. We will fight that with every fiber in our being. We're not going to have this force shot by the CDC, which has their tentacles in big pharma. And I'm going to fight that. This is an experimental shot. And we're seeing injuries from this vaccine. And we're not going to force our precious, healthy children to get a shot that is already proving to be not only ineffective, it's also proving to be dangerous. Good for you, Carrie Lake. Good for you. This woman, by the way, she tells it like it is. You ask a question, she is very straightforward, very direct. There's no there's no wishy-washy when it comes to Carrie Lake. But may I just say that, first of all, 
the vaccine the kids are going to get it doesn't work and it's not and it has to be you have to get another booster eight months later the thing wears off after eight months so this is a perpetual thing they're going to be forcing on the children of america but beyond that beyond that ladies and gentlemen a lot of young people are just dropping dead and many of them have been vaccinated Just the other day in Naperville, Illinois, a teenager, a teenage boy, was singing in his school chorus, a 17-year-old, Daniel Moshi. He was literally in the middle of a a solo when the poor kid just dropped dead in in the middle of the concert. No rhyme, no reason. The boy, healthy, no pre-existing conditions. He just, he just dropped dead. And nobody seems to know why. And then there's a crazy story out of Mississippi where a a member of the Mississippi State Bulldogs was found dead at a church, right outside of a church. Nobody knows what happened. Perfectly healthy young man. And nobody can can explain why this young man just suddenly dropped dead. It's a terrible thing. And the football program and the school being rather coy about the whole thing, but how many times have we heard stories about young people, and this kid, what, 19 years old, he was from Tupelo, Mississippi. He was an industrial technology major. And the poor kid just died. And we don't know how. They're not saying anything, so we don't know. We can't speculate. But I will say this. Many others around this country, and especially athletes, for whatever reason, especially athletes. And it seems to me that if you're exerting yourself, that's when the myocarditis, the pericarditis that comes along with the the vaccines, that's when it attacks. And we have seen this over and over again where kids just drop. They either pass out, they have some sort of a heart issue, they have heart attacks, And you wonder if this is only going to get worse if they start mandating this. I mean, there was one high school football team in Texas, and they just had to cancel the entire season because the entire team was not healthy enough to play. I mean, I don't recall any other time in American history where we have seen this kind of behavior. Do you, ladies and gentlemen? So what would you do here? Many moms and dads are about to be faced with a very important decision. Do they send their kids to school by getting the vaccine, or do they have to go home school? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. I want to go back to Carrie Lake for just a moment. She's been very effective at playing the Democrats' game on the campaign trail. Her opponent, Katie Hobbs, refuses to campaign. That campaign is doomed, so much so that none of the Democrats are willing to campaign alongside Katie Hobbs. Anyway, Carrie Lake called out the Democrats on their election denial claims. Cut number 10. I'm actually shocked you asked that question. <laughs> well, actually, answer. I don't think you'll tell one once in a while. <laughs> you know, I, I did a little, actually, Anthony. Anthony, how old are you? 
20. Are you a journalist? No. Well, you did better research than half these people. Um, let's talk about election deniers. Here's 150 examples of Democrats denying election results. Oh wow, look at this. This is from This is from uh, Joe Biden's press secretary. Reminder, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. Democrats saying that. Is that an election denier? Oh, look at this. Just heard Republican Ryan Costello said it would be difficult for Stacey Abrams to win because she lost her state bid, but yet she's still claiming she never lost. This is outright Hillary Clinton. Trump is an illegitimate president. Is she an election denier? This one says, was the 2016 election legitimate? It now definitely is a question worth asking. That's the Los Angeles Times. So it's okay for Democrats to question elections, but it's not okay for Republicans. It's a crock of BS. Every one of you knows it. We have our freedom of speech, and we're not going to relinquish it to a bunch of fake news propagandists. If you want a copy of these, I'm sure that we're, Anthony would help you get a copy and help you learn how to be journalists, but look it up. It's been happening for a long time. Since 2000, people have questioned the legitimacy of our elections. And all we're asking is that in the future, we don't have that have to happen anymore. When I'm governor, excuse me, when I'm governor, we're going to make sure we have honest elections. We want the Democrats, the independents, and the Republicans to all know that their vote counted. We want fair, honest, and transparent elections. And we're going to deliver that for the people. But just remember, guys, this is one page after Hillary Clinton says George W. Bush was selected president, not elected. So let's start, if you're going to start throwing around terms like election denier, let's remember who the other election deniers were, Hillary Clinton and all the Democrats. All right, there you go. That's the way you do it, ladies and gentlemen. This is this this campaign that Carrie Lake is running. It ought to be taught in political science classes because this is how you run a positive, forward-thinking campaign. She's not into the name-calling. She's not into the dirty politics. She's just spewing facts. And the Democrats and the media can't stand that. They get triggered. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Oh, let me tell you about our good buddy, Mike Lindell. Mike's been down in Florida, and he's been helping out a lot of the uh, survivors of the of the hurricane, Hurricane Ian. He's been literally giving away thousands of my pillows and the Giza Dream bed sheets and the uh, blankets, doing what he can he can for the survivors. And we're doing what we can to help Mike do that. Uh, MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. And we've got some great discounts going on at MyPillow right now. Look, the Giza Dream bed sheets, MyPillows, all sorts of wonderful opportunities for you to pick up some Christmas presents for your loved ones at MyPillow.com. Got to use my promo code STARNS, though. Again, that's MyPillow.com slash STARNS. Giza Dream bed sheets, thirty nine ninety eight. The My Pillow percale sheets, you're going to get those at a great discount as well, twenty nine ninety eight. Check out all the sales and be sure to use my promo code at mypillow.com slash darns.
All right, so Joe Biden has commenced to mumbling, and we're watching we're watching this speech live, and we'll bring you up to speed in case there are any uh, developments there. But I was I was thinking about what they should bring in this. You know, I mean, they've got uh, Joe Biden campaigning alongside John Fetterman there in Pennsylvania today. Maybe they could call it the Different Strokes Tour or something. I don't I don't know. Um, that might be Todd. You're just being mean. Now. I'm not being mean. That's a great TV show oh, from the 1970s. No. Different Strokes. Okay. Remember they had uh, little little Willis and uh, oh, what was um, Arnold Willis and Arnold? What you talking about? What you talking about? <laughs> By the way, that would be a. You know what? We're doing on the spot. Just we're we're. I'm calling an audible. We're going to do a trivia question. All right. I'm ready, Todd. Okay. Different Strokes. Arnold. What you talking about? What you talking about, Willis? Who played Arnold on Different Strokes? 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. And we're going to hook you up with a signed copy of my uh, new book, Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl, if you uh, if you know the answer to the question. That was a weird TV show, by the way. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, a crazy story. A crazy story out of California, where a group of workers were dressed up for I don't know some sort of a Halloween costume. I don't know. It's very strange. We still haven't we still haven't gotten the exact reason why. But these are folks in Oakland, California, and they were dressed up as Power Rangers at a newly opened ramen shop. So these were like ramen noodle rangers or something. Anyway, the power the, the whole staff suited up as the Power Rangers and there was a woman outside of the restaurant who got attacked and this is an amazing story. Apparently, the staffers who were dressed as Power Rangers just all of a sudden stopped what they were doing and they ran out to help the woman in distress. Go, go, power. This is a fascinating story. The woman came running into the restaurant saying she was in danger. Some guy came running behind her, put her in a chokehold. And that's that's when it was morphin' time. The Power Rangers determined it would be best to hide the woman in the kitchen. I wonder if they, like, formed some sort of a kitchen utensil or something. I don't know. The Yellow Ranger grabbed the attacker by the collar and dragged him out of the restaurant. Uh-oh, that's when the assailant began using racial slurs and then started throwing salt and pepper shakers. Well, there you go. So anyway, the police arrived, and um, all is well. The lady's okay, and the the uh, the folks there at the ramen noodle shop are being called heroes. Uh, I, I, it's a It's a great story. All right, 844-747-8868. Let's go to High Point, North Carolina. Beautiful town. Bill listening to us on WSJS. Bill, what's on your mind today? Well, we're uh, we're just in the, to the uh, fall furniture market, so we, we, we hope everybody comes for that. But uh, my question to you is about Biden, and I can't recall his name, and Philadelphia. Fetterman. Uh, yeah, Biden and Fetterman. Dumb and dumber. I mean. <laughs> dumb and dumber. Between. That's what we ought to call the campaign. I love that. Dumb and dumber. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it. I, I'm all, I've, I'm almost at a loss. I'm 66 years old, and I'm going like, what have I seen in my lifetime here? You know, from when I was a kid growing up, having the days of old, playing outside till your mom called you to come home. Now. Your mom tell, doesn't. Your mom doesn't tell you to go go outside anymore. So it's true, Bill. It's too. It's too dangerous. Oh, the dog! What kind of a dog you got there? Right, and oh, you know, it's Bill just, hurt me. That dog is Bill. What's going on there? Do you have somebody yeah, at the front door? That's my that's Dudley, my little corgi. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Dudley the corgi. I love that. It sounds like a ferocious well, actually, lion. His, his name is Dudley Do Right. He looks just like the Mountie. He's black, three you know, three color and all. So anyway. I love it. That's great. That's great. All right, Bill. Well, look, give us a call back. I love this uh, Dumb and Dumber tour. Uh, Bill uh, Dudley the Corgi. Thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. That's our toll free telephone number. Uh, we let's go to the. We've got some folks that want to jump in on this trivia question. Let's go to Claude in Georgia, WDUN, which is like the trivia capital of the world. Claude, how are you today? I'm doing well, Todd. I hope you are. I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, Claude, we're going to try to win you a prize here. We need to know who played Arnold on different strokes. Gary Colbert. Yeah, uh, that's right, uh, Claude. You are correct. Uh, Gary Coleman, who died, by the way. I didn't realize he had passed away back a long time ago, back in 2010. Uh, but Gary Coleman was the highest paid child actor on television. Pretty remarkable thing. That. Yeah, he was, yeah. You know, he did a lot of stuff with Nancy Reagan. Remember the whole Just Say No to Drugs thing? Yeah. And she actually, and she actually, Nancy Reagan, the first lady of the United States, actually appeared as a guest on Different Strokes. So a little bit of TV history there. Claude, congratulations. Thank you, Todd. Have a great day. Well, don't go anywhere. We're going to get you hooked up with a copy of our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. Uh, Grace Baker is going to uh, get all of your intel there. Hey, folks, Hour 3 coming up, more political shenanigans going on, and we are going to be telling you all about that. Also, we continue to raise money, and we need your help, no doubt about it, raising money for Alliance Defending Freedom. Every single penny you donate gets doubled, and it's all tax-deductible, and it goes to help Alliance Defending Freedom as they battle the Biden administration on so many different battlegrounds, whether it's religious liberty, uh, whether it is the pro-life effort, and, of course, these attacks on conservative students on our college campuses, they're all over the place. And, and that's one of the reasons we're so anxious to be able to help them and support their causes. So you can, again, donate by simply going to toddsterns.com and you click on that Alliance Defending Freedom banner. All right, folks, stick around. Hour 3 coming up. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Live. 
From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show, Hour 3 underway. The Different Strokes Tour is happening right now in the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Joe Biden, the president, and John Fetterman on the campaign trail together. Uh, Just a few moments ago, uh, President Biden said that John Fetterman's wife is going to be a great lady in the Senate. (laughs) So that may not be too far off from the the truth there this may be a a dr mrs first lady jill biden situation where she's actually the one calling all the shots because her husband and and no offense to to mr fetterman i mean the man is a stroke survivor he needs to be in rehab he needs to be resting he needs to be recovering and instead the wife's got him out on the campaign trail because she wants to go to washington much like Dr. Mrs. First Lady Jill Biden said and did when it came to her own husband. So now uh, Biden is apparently rambling and yelling at the crowd. He's already dropped at least one come on man. And uh, just a few moments ago, he said, the day I signed into law a once in a generation investment over a billion, 200 trillion, 200 billion dollars. That's your president of the United States, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. It's just unbelievable. Before that, though, and this is this is fascinating, uh, Joe Biden walked over to the scrum of reporters there gathered at the Rose Garden before he uh, he went on to the, the helicopter and Marine One. And someone asked him a question about Roe v. Wade, and there's video of this where the reporter asked the question, and Biden comes over and manhandles the reporter, grabs the grabs the reporter's microphone. The guy, you know, how long is it going to be before Biden just slugs one of the reporters, just really punches? The, and I'm not talking about the male reporters. He only manhandles the female reporters. How long do you think it's going to be before Biden, the president of the United States, smacks around a female reporter? They're at the White House. Anyway, we are monitoring the uh, the campaign event there in Pennsylvania, and we'll we'll let you know how that goes. By the way, uh, Biden did enter and interrupted another reporter. Uh, cut number nine, please. John Fetterman's going to appear with you today yeah. in Pennsylvania, but there haven't been that many candidates campaigning with you. Why That's are more? That's not ca- true. There's been fifteen. Count, get count. Okay, and uh, are there going to be even more? Yeah. Yes. Wow, the guys uh, you don't want to get you don't want to get them rattled. When you get the dementia patients rattled like that, they they become a little unhinged and unpredictable and they lash out and they can't help themselves. So if Biden, you know, ends up turning around and smacking one of these female reporters or punching one of the girls in the noses, well look, uh you know, you can't really blame him because he's it's it's not him. It's just it's the old age. That's just, you know, diseased the mind. It's a terrible thing. And we don't wish that upon anyone. We, we really don't. We really don't. All right. Um, I've got to play this audio from, from Stacey Abrams. We didn't get to this yesterday. 
So Stacey Abrams has come up with a great plan for all of you people in Georgia to help inflation because it's hard, right? I mean, you can barely make ends meet. A lot of moms and dads haven't eaten the ramen noodles and the peanut butter and jelly because they, they, they can't afford it. And so Stacey Abrams has got a great solution to that dilemma. You're running for governor of Georgia. Uh, I would assume, maybe incorrectly, but while abortion is an issue, it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas, food, bread, milk, things like that. What can a governor, what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability, daily, hourly issues that they're confronted with? But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are, it's important for us to have both and conversations. We don't have the luxury of reducing it or separating them out. But we also have to talk about what a governor can do. A governor can address housing prices. A governor can address the cost of education. A governor can put money into the pockets of everyday hardworking Georgians instead of giving tax cuts to the wealthy. That's what I talk about on the trail, and that's what's resonating. But let's not pretend that women, half the population, especially those of childbearing age, they understand that having a child is absolutely an economic issue. It is only politicians who see it as simply another cultural conversation. It is a real biological and economic imperative conversation that women need to have. All right, so so here it is in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. Stacey Abrams, the romance novelist, says that if you really if you really are concerned of being able to to make ends meet, if you want to make sure everybody at the supper table gets that extra piece of chicken or the fried pork chop or whatever you got to go ahead and kill the baby. So if so she's saying that killing babies is really about the economy and helping inflation. So if you don't have another mouth to feed, well you're doing pretty good. I mean, by that argument, you could also say that being dead is good for inflation because then you don't have to worry about paying for anything. But Stacy Abrams, a despicable human being, all of these Democrats, folks, are radicalized, every single one of them. And that's why none of them, they're all being asked the same questions. All right, would you allow a, would you allow a baby to be aborted on its birth date? Well, it's a woman's right to choose, the woman's decision. It's the woman's decision alone. What about the day before? It's a woman's decision. A woman has a right to choose. So every Democrat running for office right now, every single one of them, every single one of them believes that you should have access to abortion throughout the entire pregnancy. That is a radical and extreme position. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. From North Carolina, a story about transgenderism. This is I find this story to be fascinating, not just because of how gruesome it is, but because of where it took place. Now, if you look at your map, there's a spot in right in the in the North Georgia mountains where you have Georgia and you have Tennessee and you have North Carolina. And in that area, you have lots of tiny little mountain towns. So there really are not any major metropolitan areas anywhere around that, that part of western North Carolina. 
So we're talking about small-town America. We're talking about small southern towns. We're talking about towns where people are very patriotic and people go to church and people are, are devout in their beliefs. Well, there was an incident that occurred between two high school volleyball teams, and these are girls' volleyball teams. There's Hiawassee Dam High School and Macon County High School. Macon County High School has a boy on the team who identifies as a girl, a transgender player. The other day, there was a volleyball match, and something rather horrifying happened. It was all captured on video. The male volleyball player spiked the ball in the face of a girl on the opposing team, and it was a very violent encounter. There were some estimations that the ball was going about 70 miles an hour when it hit the girl right smack in the face, knocked her out. She suffered serious head and neck injuries. She's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. But it was a frightening moment for everyone on that team, and I have to imagine the parents of that child. She could have been killed. Well, now Cherokee County, which is where Hiawassee Dam is located, the county, the Cherokee County School Board voted 5-1 to one to forfeit all matches for the women's volleyball teams at district high schools against Highland School. That's the school that's got the, uh, the male athlete. The vote came after the transgender player spiked the ball into the girl's head. Quote, the county will not participate in any volleyball games, varsity or junior varsity, against Highlands due to safety concerns. Board member Joe Wood, who voted in favor of the motion, said that he arrived at his decision based on safety, not on the athlete's sex. Transgender athletes competing in women's sports has become a hot-button culture war issue over the past year, ever since Leah Thomas broke nearly every single NCAA swimming record in women's swimming. Several states have passed laws requiring collegiate athletes to compete in sports based on their biological sex, but you people in North Carolina, you don't have one of those laws on the books. And as a result of that, a girl in Hiawassee Dam, North Carolina, nearly got killed, nearly got paralyzed. Is this what the transgender movement is really all about? And I'm telling you, moms and dads out there, would you allow your daughter, and I this is a serious question here, would you allow your biological daughter to compete against young men the Cherokee County Schools, I have to I have to salute I have to salute their their decision here because they're forfeiting all the games. And they, the reason why is they believe that safety comes first. But should they really be put in that kind of a situation? Should they be faced with with pulling out of a sport they all love simply because the opposing team has male team members? According to Greg Chapman, who is with the Cherokee County Schools, we as a county decided we will not participate in any volleyball games against Highland. And they cite the reason why is this transgender player. 
Chapman said the board made the decision after Hiawassee Dam High School. This is from the Southern Scoop. After a Hiawassee Dam High School volleyball player sustained head and neck injuries against Highland School, the injury occurred when a Highlands athlete spiked a ball which forcefully struck a Hiawassee Dam athlete in the head. You know, may I just say this? What kind of a young man is this person going to become? What kind of a young man gets his jollies by by brutalizing a young female athlete? When asked for clarification of the incident, including the following questions, was it unsportsmanlike from Highlands? Was the Highlands player intentionally attempting to cause injury to the other player? The school district is not providing further comment, and the North Carolina High School Athletic Association is not commenting either. I mean, at what point does somebody stand up in the state of North Carolina and say, can we just have a, a healthy dose of human sen- a common sense here? Can we have some compassion for these young girls? Is that possible? And why should Cherokee County schools be punished? Why should they be forced to forfeit their games simply to keep their girls safe? What would you do, ladies and gentlemen? What if that was your daughter? What if that was your daughter on the team? And a young man pretending to be a girl smashed a volleyball in her face. What would you do? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. May I tell you about a great offer coming from our friends at Newsmax TV, and we love our friends at Newsmax. Well, they've got a great new book from Dick Morris called The Return. President Trump wrote about The Return on Truth Social, praising Dick Morris The return reveals that President Trump is going to run again, and he's going to win. The return alleges that big media, big tech, and the deep state have formed a secret alliance to stop Trump no matter what. Dick Morris says they're going to fail. Trump calls the return fantastic. Already Amazon, number one bestseller. you got to get a copy of this book, and it's it's in bookstores everywhere. But we've got a free offer from Newsmax. You're going to be able to save $28. Just call 1-800-NEWSMAX. That's 1-800-NEWSMAX, or go to thereturn911.com to get your copy. That's the Return 911. We'll be right back. folks welcome back to the todd starnes radio show let's get back to the phones here 844-747-8868 bob in georgia wdun bob what's on your mind oh nothing much i just hear you spewing lies on the radio and i'm wondering what puts you up to it all right so what sort of lies am i spewing on the radio bob a lot of them but the main thing is you're telling you're saying that all Democrats want babies to be aborted up till the day they're born. Then afterwards, you said, what do you mean, when they're born, actually execute them? Yes, Bob, that's uh, correct. Yes, I, uh, yes, the Democrat Party believes that babies should be, should be allowed to be aborted on their birth date. As they're coming right out of their mommies, they should be allowed. If mommy decides, I don't want this baby, they can kill their baby right then and there. Well, they drowned it. 
Well, I don't know how they kill it. I'm, you're a Democrat. You tell me. I haven't heard that. I'm 72 years old this month, and I've never heard that. And you're telling me that mommies can look at their babies and say, ah, i got to kill them, right? Yes, that's right, Bob. As a matter of fact, the former governor of Virginia said that on national radio, which is one of the reasons why that man is no longer in office, and the Republicans are now in charge of the Commonwealth of Virginia. And this is commonplace? Uh, it is in the Democrat Party. It is, as a matter of fact. You're as a matter of fact, the former mayor of Atlanta, who is now a part of the member of the Biden administration, said on national TV just a few days ago that the Biden administration's policy is no restrictions at all on abortion. Just right offhand, how many would you say? Five, six, seven. A hundred thousand babies have been slaughtered after they've been born. Well, I w- I have no idea, Bob, but I will say this: even one is one too many. So, Bob, you still haven't answered my question. What have I lied about? That's it. What? What's what? I'm, I, I'll be seventy-two years old this morning. Month. Well, happy and birthday I've to never you. Never heard of anybody killing a baby after it was born. Well, that you know of. I mean, I'm, so why does your party, Bob, don't you think that would be a heinous thing to abort a baby on the day of its birth? It'd be a heinous thing to abort a puppy on the day of its birth. Yes, sir. So why is it the Democrat Party can't come out? Why is it that the president of the United States, who is the leader of your party, Bob, why can't he come out and say that he opposes same birth date abortions? That's what they call it, birth date abortions. I don't know, maybe figures it's not true and it's not common. It doesn't matter. Bob, Bob, every single Democrat running for office in this election cycle has been asked that question and they refuse they refuse to condemn it. So not Bob condoning it though. Bob, I gave you Bob, I gave you a chance. You you called in here, you you what you told Grace I was full of crap. And then you said you called me a liar, and I gave you the opportunity. You haven't explained. You never did explain what was I lying about. Got to take a break here. 844-747-8868, folks. We'll be right back. Come on now. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So glad to have you with us today, hour three of the program. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker lines. Our good friends from radio station KYKN in Salem, Oregon, Denise Quinn. Denise, hope you're doing well today. I am doing well. Thanks for having me on again, Todd. And from WRVA in Richmond, Virginia, our good friend and pal, and great all-around guy, Jeff Katz. Jeff, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you, Todd. You know, I want to start, before we get into politics, a couple of stories uh, that um, are hitting close to home for our listeners. First, you might have heard the news. Uh, we are now slipping, or thanks to the Biden administration, uh, the State Department, Department now slipping American dollar bills into the thongs of Ecuadorian drag queens. Jeff Katz, we'll start with you. Gosh, thanks. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, it's, 
Uh, There's a great deal of crazy in the swamp at the moment. And uh, on the one hand, I suppose we're laughing at it. The other hand, now I'm thinking, Todd, wait a minute. Those dollar bills belong to me and to you and Denise. And frankly, I don't want those back. I just want them to not put any more there. Denise, what say you? (laughs) Oh, that's an image I'm not going to get out of my head anytime soon. (laughs) I just, it's just patently unfair. Oh, what about what about our d- domestic drag queens and strippers? Where where who stands up for them? You see, Denise, ah. I'm with you on this because they're being hit by inflation just as much as the rest of us. Right. And I mean, it takes a good gallon of makeup and the glitter <laughs> to get all gussied up. So yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that you know where are the, where is their outrage? I love a gussied up. That's that's such a nice old fashioned, old timey term. I love that. <laughs> so no way. So Todd, I am going to write this down. This is the moment in time where Todd Starn stands up for unemployed American drag queens. <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day, but here we are, Jeffrey Katz. We must write this thong wrong. <laughs> oh thong. my god! Yes. <laughs> So from from thongs to uh, Venezuelans who are now living in a high dollar tent city of uh, the New York City erecting this massive and this is going to be a million dollar venture the illegals are getting uh they're getting culturally appropriate fare which means they're getting South American cuisine big screen TVs Xboxes all courtesy of the oh. American taxpayers Oh good grief uh, grief. Is it is it possible to book a week there sometime in the spring? <laughs> That's actually a great point. I, I mean, it's a free, and they get 24-hour security. These people are living better than the average New Yorkers are living right now. And well, isn't I, that the problem, Todd? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Denise. Uh, no, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, and they're starting, I mean, they're, they've had enough of this. Uh, wasn't That's there a recent meeting in Astoria, Queens with AOC, and, and her constituents are just... They're not happy about this. People see this. They see it. It's like, we see you. We see what you're doing. Right. And Jeff Katz. I Kansas, think is spot on. Yeah. I, yeah, I you think, know, when, when, go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say, when, when, when you're AOC and you have lost your fellow crazy leftists because you've gone even further over the edge, you should probably start paying attention. This, this is stuff that's hurting real honest-to-goodness mm-hmm. Americans. And I think, you know, come these midterms, I think we're going to see a lot of people who say, yep, I'm a proud Democrat, but man, I can't afford to put gas in the car, so maybe i got to vote a different way. And guys, speaking of AOC... All right, all right, listen, all right, listen, listen, okay, listen. What is she trying out for the, for the Jets uh, in West Side Story? I... <laughs> that was an audio ice pick. <laughs> Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's my new ringtone. Oh gosh. (laughs) You know, we we talk about the (laughs) this is AOC in Queens. I mean she was heckled at her own town hall campaign event. Yeah. Uh, Denise, is it no wonder that Republicans are doing so well? And I mean, even in Oregon, where they're have they had to send Biden out to try and save the Democrat nominee for governor. Is that did that work? No, and in fact, I wish I had a sad trombone sound effect to go with that, because it re- it really didn't. But you know what did work? I was at a rally on Monday with Governor Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, who was out here stumping for Christine Drazen. 
that was something to behold. It was a packed house. The energy, I mean, the room was electric. The energy was so high, and everyone was loud and boisterous, and uh, it, was a, it was a marked difference between the Biden coming out and eating an ice cream cone and mumbling to the cameras. Starkly different. Yeah. Jeff Kantz. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, go that- ahead. I'm going to say, I, I, I'm glad you're enjoying our governor because Glenn <laughs> Youngkin is uh, he's traveling around America. And yeah. he was in uh, Arizona yesterday as well with Carrie Lake. He's got events all over the place. And uh, Glenn Youngkin has truly shown a lot of people uh, how you can get a variety of voters here in Virginia. We started the We the Parents movement, and, yeah. and Glenn was part of that. And and again, reaching across all political stripes and sizes and what have you and saying, hey, here are some real issues. You with me or not? And he won. Yeah, and he, he was on fire. He was great. He had the crowd on its feet. I mean, it, it, hooting and hollering. It was, it was great. It was, uh, I, I was so glad I was there right in the thick of it. It was wonderful. Denise, what are some of the issues that have compelled? I mean, and there have to be some serious issues there to compel all these Democrats to switch over and and vote for Christine Drazen, the Republican. It's it's the big ones. It's it's crime. Um, it's the economy. Um, I, I don't think it came up yes last night in the debate, but with the CDC voting unanimously now to put the COVID vaccines yeah. onto the vaccination schedule for kids, we have we, if we elect you know Tina Kotek, you can. I, Bet your bottom dollar that's going to happen in Oregon. They're going to go for it. I mean, we've got some representatives out here that are just salivating, waiting to have that happen. So th- that's a huge consequence, and that's got a lot of parents up in arms and really keeping a close eye on that. Uh, the, the Democrats are campaigning on abortion. It doesn't even crack the top five out here for people. It is crime. It is education. It is the economy, period. And, Jeff, yep. I have to imagine with the CDC coming out and now wanting to mandate that the COVID vaccine be a part of childhood uh, immunizations, again, this is going to bring parental rights back up into the picture. No doubt about it, Todd. Uh, parents are outraged, and parents are, are outraged because we've been told by the folks on the left, hey, just mind your own business and we'll raise your children. And uh, here in Virginia, believe it or not, there's a uh, – there was a piece of legislation, and there wasn't a piece of legislation. Now it's coming back. Uh, the chief delegate for one of our members of Congress, uh, a complete and total hypocrite by the name of uh, Abigail Spamberger, her chief campaign delegate is a state uh, delegate by the name of uh, Elizabeth Guzman. She introduced a bill that would make it a felony for parents not to go along with a kid that said, yeah, I know you. I was born a boy, but I've decided to be a girl. Uh, her bill would seek CPS on us, arrest us, and charge us with a felony. Spam burger? Did you say spam burger like spam? Well, uh, yeah, uh, not the, the, the good cheesy kind that you and I like, but nonetheless, a giant pile of imitation meat filler uh, <laughs> wrapped in a bunch of nonsense. Yes, a spam burger. I see. Thank you for that vivid description, Jeff Katz. I think he's ready for uh, Iron Chef on the Food Network, Denise. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yum. Mm. <laughs> so, Denise, uh, looking out on the, the left coast, um, what is the mood of the, of the electric? Are you guys expecting a big turnout in Oregon? 
Oh, yes, definitely. Ballots uh, went into the mail yesterday. I'm fully anticipating when I get home tonight my ballot will be there. Um, you know, there's two schools. You know, do you vote early? Do you vote election day? I tend to be an election day voter. Uh, the momentum is really on the Drazen side. There's a lot of enthusiasm. People are ready to, to make a change, and I think you're going to see a lot of crossover. You know, but the registration numbers in Oregon favor the, favor the D's. But we've got a huge non-affiliated pool, and that's kind of the wild card in this. And so, you know, as we see the issues that we talked about a couple minutes ago, really hitting people where, where they live, that's going to be the deciding factor. So, but I think Drazen can overcome those numbers. I mean, she's got a lot higher positives. Um, she's, her base is super loyal, and again, I'm seeing a lot of these feminists, LGBTQ, individuals who are, the, the D message is not resonating. They want to be able to take care of their families and live a good life, and so they are really looking seriously and considering voting for Christine Drazen. So I'm optimistic. Now, now, Jeff, uh, we're expecting, anticipating an October surprise. A word came out yesterday that maybe, just maybe, an indictment of President Trump might be coming down the pike. I... Even if it does, I don't think that moves the needle for for voters. Am, am I am I out of out of bounds here? I don't think so, Todd. I I, I think you you're you're exactly where you need to be. I don't care if there are ten indictments. Can I take them to the gas station and lower the price? Can I can I take them to the grocery store and pay less? Will I get a pay increase? I, I think the Democrats are are really revealing. For all of us, this this bizarre obsession they have with President Trump, and uh, they're ignoring the issues. Denise pointed them out, man. It's it's inflation. It's crime. The United States of America has become a dangerous place, a seriously dangerous place. And I don't know their their obsession with Trump and abortion. I don't hear those issues discussed at any point in any of the. The PTA meetings or, you know, any of the clubs I belong to, I just, I think they're completely off base. All right. Well, guys, before we let you go, uh, we have a big story brewing here in in Memphis, Tennessee, and we could use your help. I know you guys have vast audiences uh, on uh, both sides of the coast, and we just need to get the word out here. Uh, This is from the Memphis Animal Shelter. Uh, They're trying to find a home for as many as 300 chickens. So... (laughs) So, like, as in chickens. They, and apparently a lot of people showing up, they're happy to adopt a little kitty cat or a puppy dog. A chicken, not so much. Have you ever had chickens? Are, I mean, kept them as a... Uh, oh, they're very delicious, mostly from. Yeah. Are these regular or extra crispy they're trying to get rid of, Todd? <laughs> no, I haven't. So apparently, somebody just left these chickens. Three hundred of them. Three hundred wow. chickens, and uh, they're having a hard time finding. Well, them. I have four girls right now, and they're good layers, and we love them very much. But they're not that. Bright. Are we talking they're really chickens? Not that cute. <laughs> We're talking chickens. Okay, I just. I'm sorry, I, Jeff. Are you still with us? <laughs> I am, but barely. I'm hanging on by a thread here. <laughs> so uh, here's the deal. So $5 gets you a chicken. And I'm saying I could get that plus some waffle fries and an iced tea at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and I don't have to feed it. <laughs> I'm all in if they come with those peach milkshakes. I'm telling oh, you right now. Oh, that's a delicious. Do you guys have Chick-fil-A in Oregon, Denise? We do. We just had one open up just we're very close to the station. But the lines are crazy long so i'm waiting for them to die down a little all right well in the meantime if they if the animal shelter throws in a pound of martha white flour and some you know buttermilk i'm good count me in so 
Grace is going to have to pluck the chicken, though. That's not, I'm not doing the feathers. All right. Uh, we're about ready to break an FCC rule, so we better let you guys go. Uh, Denise Quinn, Jeff Katz, guys, thanks a lot. Thanks, Todd. Thank you, my right, friend. Take care, everybody. All right. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Grace, seriously, though, we got to get rid of these chickens. I mean, you know, you mentioned me plucking the feathers. We could put those on feather boas for the drag queens in Ecuador. Oh, well, that would be like a missionary project. (laughs) It's like Operation Christmas Drag Queen. I don't know. It's terrible. I don't want to know. No, that's terrible. We just got put on somebody's prayer list. All right, we got to take a break here. We'll get to the phones when we come back. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. National sex education standards right now for K-3 say that gender ideology, that those children need to know by third grade the, the, um, that you can be a boy or a girl, neither or both. That is very concerning to our moms and to parents. There is no reason that a kindergarten teacher needs to teach that to five-year-olds. That is something families should be discussing. The policies in the state of Florida, and this is, this is from her organization directly from when I was on the school board, they have put procedures and policies in place in the state of Florida that not only don't inform parents of these decisions being made about the safety of their children, they purposely deceive parents. This is very concerning to us, and this is one of the reasons that moms are so rallied behind this mission. We want to educate citizens who are going to go out and be flourishing and thrive in a, in a democracy that's multicultural. But the onus of that lies with the parents. They're in control of the care and custody of their children. And my question to you is, what makes you think you know better than a parent about what should happen to a child when they have a life determining decision about whether they're going to make a decision about gender or anything else. You have to call before you give them a Tylenol, and you can't make a presumption that this child can't take this information home. All right, that's Dr. Phil, and uh, Dr. Phil had a big debate with parents and educators and he basically asked the educators what makes you think you know better than mommy and daddy but they do uh they really do and that's a big problem in this country folks so good for dr phil uh for exposing a a bit of that Uh, let's go to the phones here 844-747-8868 doug in illinois doug what's on your mind oh you were talking with the last two guests there uh it thought crossed my mind i wonder if Bureau Mayor Adams there in New York is going to provide culturally appropriate, of course, family-friendly tent city drag queen story hours. Oh, this is a terrific question, Doug. And and again, for the entire cultural experience, I mean, it's Venezuela, but Ecuador, yeah. uh, maybe there's an Ecuadorian in the bunch who's got a feather boa. Yeah, well, he can get some training at U.S. expense. <laughs> That's a that's a very that's a fair statement there, Doug. All right, yeah, appreciate, yeah. appreciate the call, uh, Doug from Illinois. Uh, let's go to Pastor John in Kentucky. What say you, sir? Hey, Todd, I'm I've got a question for you, and I'm going to hang up and listen for your response. I got pen and paper in hand. Um, this whole transgender thing, 
I remember back during the Obama administration, I think he was the Secretary of State or Secretary of Defense saying that the U.S. military will now allow transition surgery at the cost of the American taxpayer. I'd like to know, do you believe is that when this whole thing started gaining momentum and we started going down that slippery slope? Hey, Todd, God bless you and God bless everybody there. We love you guys. All right. Well, thank you, Pastor John. No, that is true. And we need to do it. We will do a segment on that uh, with the, with politics right now. We're just around the clock. Uh, but yes, your tax dollars are going to be used to fund transgender surgeries in, in the U.S. military. No doubt about that. Real quick, this story from the Daily Wire, the San Francisco, San Francisco city leaders are facing controversy after they approved spending $1.7 million. Now, you might be wondering, what in the world are they building that would cost $1.7 million? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. It turns out that, according to the Daily Wire, that San Francisco planned to build one public toilet in No Valley Town Square, and that toilet was going to cost $1.7 million. Now, many people were puzzled by this, and they didn't understand. We're not talking about a one single bathroom with multiple toilets. We're talking about one toilet. One toilet here. So what are they doing? Pooping gold? Is that what they're pooping over in San Francisco, that it cost $1.7 million? Ladies and gentlemen, elections have consequences. All right, we got to get out of here. Congressman James Comer coming on the program tomorrow to bring us up to speed on Hunter Biden. We'll be getting into that. In the meantime, have a great day, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.